This is Prithumaraj speaking to Lord Vishnu about what benediction he wants. He had said that we talked last week how he didn't want uh, heavenly planets, he didn't want liberation. Now he's, he said he wanted a million years and he said he wanted to serve the Lord's lotus feet. So this is right after him saying he wants to serve the Lord's lotus feet. Shila Prabhupada's translation, my dear Lord of the universe, the goddess of fortune Lakshmi is the mother of the universe. And yet I think that she may be angry with me because of my intruding upon her service and acting on that very platform to which she is so attached. Yet I am hopeful that even though there is some misunderstanding, you will take my part, for you are very much inclined to the poor, and you always magnify even insignificant service unto you. Therefore, even though she becomes angry, I think that there is no harm for you, because you are so self-sufficient that you can do without her. What a thing to say, huh? You don't need the goddess of fortune. Chilla Prabhupada's purport. Mother Lakshmiji, the goddess of fortune, is well known for always massaging the lotus feet of Lord Narayana. She is an ideal wife because she takes care of Lord Narayana in every detail. She takes care not only of his lotus feet, but of the household affairs of the Lord as well. She cooks nice foods for him, fans him while he eats, smooths sandalwood pulp on his face, and sets his bed and sitting places in the right order. In this way, she is always engaged in the service of the Lord, and there is hardly any opportunity for other devotees to intrude upon his daily activities. Prithimaraj was therefore almost certain that his intrusion into the service of the goddess of fortune would irritate her and cause her to become angry with him. But why should Mother Lakshmi, the mother of the universe, be angry with an insignificant devotee like Prithimaraj? All this was not very likely. Yet Prithimaraj, just for his personal protection, appealed to the Lord to take his part. Prithimaraj was engaging in performing the ordinary Vedic rituals and sacrifices according to karmakanda or fruitive activities, but the Lord, being so kind and magnanimous, was ready to award Prithimaraj the highest professional stage of life, namely devotional service. When a person performs Vedic rituals and sacrifices, he does so to elevate himself to the heavenly planets. No one can become qualified to go back home, back to Godhead, by means of such sacrifices. But the Lord is so kind that he accepts a little insignificant service, and therefore it is stated in the Vishnu Purana that by following the principles of Varnashram Dharma, one can satisfy the Supreme Lord. When the Lord is satisfied, the performer of sacrifices is elevated to the platform of devotional service. Prithimaraj therefore expected that his insignificant service to the Lord would be accepted by him as being greater than that of Lakshmiji. The goddess of fortune is called Chantala, restless, because she is very restless and is always coming and going. So Prithimaraj indicated that even though she might go away out of anger, there would be no harm for Lord Vishnu because he is self-sufficient and can do anything and everything without the help of Lakshmiji. For example, when Garbhadakashai Vishnu begot Lord Brahma from his navel, he did not take any help from Lakshmi, who was just sitting by him and massaging his lotus feet. Generally, if the son is to be begotten, the husband impregnates the wife, and in due course of time, the son is born. But in the case of Ramah's birth, Garbhadakshai Vishnu did not impregnate, impregnate Lakshmiji. Being self-sufficient, the Lord begot Brahma from his own navel. 
Therefore, Prithimaraj was confident that even if the goddess of fortune became angry with him, there would be no harm, neither to the Lord nor to himself. Jagat Jananyam Jagat Isha Vaishasam Shat Eva Yat Karmani Na Samihitam Karoshi Palgvat Yurudin Avat Salaha Swa Eva Dishne Virat Asyakim Taya. My dear Lord of the Universe, the Goddess of Fortune Lakshmi is the mother of the Universe, and yet I think that she may be angry with me because of my intruding upon her service and acting on that very platform to which she is so attached. Yet I am hopeful that even though there is some misunderstanding, you will take my part, for you are very much inclined to the poor, and you always magnify even insignificant service unto you. Therefore, even though she becomes angry, I think there is no harm for you, because you are so self-sufficient that you can do without her. So I remember when I was in college, and I was first reading Krishna book. So I had had contact with the movement before that, but I had now my first Krishna book. And when I was reading it, and I'm reading about all of the Lord's pastimes with the cowherd boys and the gopis and the older residents of Raja and Matur and Dwarka and forest creatures. And I was thinking, all the positions are already taken. What will I do? I, I've heard some other devotees say the same thing, that they were thinking when they read about Krishna's pastimes, well, there's not any place for me. You know, materially, it's like that. You, know, you might want to work for a company or for a project or something, and you know, you go to apply for a job, and they say, well, all of the positions are, are taken. You know, there's, you can't come. So Krishna's not like that. It's not that he says, well, you know, I already have all my friends. I already have my wife. I already have my girlfriends. I already have my my uh, coward boyfriends, my friends in Dork and Matura. I have my parents. and I, you know, there, There's no place for you. I, I've got all my positions are, are filled. So Bridges Maharaj is, is a little concerned about this, and he's saying, I, I've asked for service at your lotus feet. He asked for a million years so that he could hear about Krishna. That the devotee I'm staying with was telling me how she, she loves to hear devotees' classes all day, and she was telling me sometimes it's difficult because there's several classes that she wants to hear all going on simultaneously. And I said, well, you could always ask for Prithumarja's benediction of a million years, then you can hear all the classes at once. But he didn't just want million ears to hear. He also wanted some direct personal service. He, he wanted to, to massage the Lord's lotus feet. That was the service that he wanted. And after asking for that service, he's like, huh, but Lakshmi's famous that that's her service. So how can I do it if she's doing it? So she might get mad at me. You know, she's probably not going to get mad at me because Falgu is an insignificant service. She's, she's not going to mind letting me do some insignificant service in her whole repertoire of service. But you're going to let me do it because you make what's Palgu Uru. You make what's insignificant very great. You 
you think even small service is going great. Uh, but she might get angry. If you take my insignificant service and magnify it, and I usurp her position, she might get angry. So I'm hoping if she gets angry that you can pacify her. And if you can't pacify her, don't worry. You, you don't need her. <laughs> you know, you produce Lord Brahma without Lakshmi from your own navel, and you really don't need her service. <laughs> Which is, that is kind of an outrageous thing to say. You know? um, but I'm thinking with with all of us, with our parents, we probably sometimes wanted something from our father that we thought our mother might not be willing to agree to. And we asked our father, hey, you know, take my side with mommy, go to mommy and plead my case. Or we asked mommy, you know, go plead my case with daddy and, and convince them that, that I can have that. So there, there's a lot of playfulness here, which is, which is interesting because uh, Prithu is not dealing with Radha Krishna or, or even Sijaram, he's dealing with Lakshmi Narayan. And still we find this, this playfulness. I found that very interesting. Well, we, we want to look at the fact that Krishna's service is unlimited, that Krishna has facility for unlimited servitors. And therefore, because Krishna's service is unlimited, we can ask for the service we want, even if apparently it's already taken. Um, and also, we can get out of the way and let other devotees serve, even if there's apparently unlimited facility for everybody to do service. So this is kind of interesting. So Krishna is unlimited and there's a place for everyone. And uh, there, there's sort of a, a paradox here because Krishna both has pastimes where he is simultaneously receiving very similar service from many different devotees. You know, of course, some primary examples are with the rasa dance, where Krishna is dancing individually with each gopi. Uh, before they start, when he, when he leaves and comes back, he's sitting by the side of each gopi, and they're holding his feet in their lap and so forth. And each gopi is thinking, Krishna's only with me. And with the queens, we have a similar situation where each, you know, when Krishna finishes his day's duties, he goes, he expands himself, and he goes into each palace, and each queen is thinking, oh, Krishna's only with me. Krishna does this with the cowherd boys. He's sitting in a circle, and he's looking at each cowherd boy, and each cowherd boy is thinking, Krishna's only looking at me. Sanatana Goswami and Brihad Bhagavatamrita says that each cowherd boy genuinely feels that he is the favorite of the Lord. We find this in the Brahma Mohan Lila, where Krishna becomes the child of every family in Raja. And not only every human family, but all the cow families, so that all the cows have Krishna as their child, and all of the human families have Krishna as their child simultaneously. So it's not that, you know, well, Mother Yasoda has to give me a chance to pick up Krishna and, and feed him my milk, but it's all happening at the same time. Of course, when, uh, when Krishna becomes everyone's child, he does so in the guise of their own children. Because although certainly it's very common for a person to have many, many, many friends, and uh, even today it's common for a person to have many girlfriends, 
and formerly it was not uncommon at least for people to have more than one wife but how do you have more than one mother you know more than one father of course Krishna did have Vasudeva Devaki and Sodananda as parents but that everybody's literally your mother and father is a little a little harder so there Krishna did it in the guise of their of their own children so we have situations like that where Krishna you know is simultaneously everyone's child simultaneously everyone's husband simultaneously everyone's friend and then we also have situations so that that's that's unlimited room for everybody it's not like the Srila Prabhupada says that when Krishna was capturing the seven bulls to win the hand of Satya he expanded himself into seven to reassure her that even though I have other wives you won't be neglected and this principle that you know if I want to massage Krishna's feet if that's the service I want to do I don't need to worry that it's already someone else's service I, I don't I don't need to think oh my goodness you know that position is taken what will I do I'm, I just remember I've told this story before that in our nursery school in Detroit we had ages two and a half to five so we would sometimes do dramas and the way we did dramas is we had a bunch of cloths some of them were uh, Mahadidi cloths or other cloths and then we had some simple makeup and some wigs it, it, some props very simple things we had a big box full of these and I would we'd get the kids together decide what pastime we were going to do and then each kid would take a role and then I would say to them you know as we were doing it okay you know you start insulting Krishna and Sahadev you stand up for Krishna and Krishna now you say I'm gonna send my Sudarshan Chakra you know, I I give them the lines and the actions as they were doing them so one day we were doing the kidnapping of Rukmini and I asked who wants to be Rukmini and whoever would raise their hand first would get the role so a lot of kids raised their hand someone got the role and my daughter told me years later she was probably about three or four at the time that she was so disappointed oh I didn't get the role I wanted to be Rukmini someone else has gotten it and then a little later I said who wants to be Rukmi right Rukmini's brother and she said in her little child mind that she thought oh I guess I didn't miss it she's asking now for who wants to be Rukmini so she raised her hand and then she was so disappointed that she was playing the role of Rukmi instead of Rukmini so we may think well that's not going to happen because Krishna is giving you know unlimited facility I can be massaging Krishna's feet Lakshmi Devi can be massaging Krishna's feet and so many the cowherd boy over there and the gopi over there and the servant over there and there can be an unlimited number of devotees all massaging Krishna's lotus feet at the same time but then we also have this kind of paradox where Krishna does appear to be with one devotee and not another when Krishna enters Matara with Akura and Akura says oh please come to my house and Krishna says no I'll do that later said right now I need to kill Kamsa I need to do my duty and then later I'll visit you 
you know, we could say Vishnu today in Bahulasva, he expanded himself. Why why didn't he do that? Why didn't he have one form visit Akura and one form kill Kamsa? But he didn't. Or we have so many pastimes the Acharyas tell with the gopis where Krishna says he's going to be with one gopi and instead he goes and be and he's with another gopi. You know, so it's why he's not always with all the gopis simultaneously. That some, sometimes Krishna doesn't show up and he's with somebody else. Or Krishna goes to different places. He goes to the forest during the day and he's not in the village. And the residents of the village are crying. Where is he? Where is he? When is he going to come back from the forest? Is his, are his feet going to get hurt? What will I do without him? And when he goes back in the village, the deer and the forest animals, they are saying, oh, now Krishna's in the village. We can't see him anymore. So we also have many occasions where Krishna appears to be just with some devotees and not with others. In the Brihad Bhagavatamrita, when Gopakumar is in Vaikuntha, he says how Lord Vishnu goes to visit, you know, goes to incarnate, and then he's not in Vaikuntha anymore. When he's in Dwarka, he says sometimes Krishna goes to visit the Pandavas, and then he's not in Dwarka anymore. So that does happen. That, oh, someone else is offering some service to Krishna, and, uh, and I can't be. You know, I, I can't be there. There's... Um, you know, there, there's also some going back and forth. So it's, it's funny that there's kind of um, both of those things going on. That everything can happen at the same time. Krishna can be with everybody at the same time. And also Krishna seems to be coming and going. Krishna sometimes with one person, sometimes with another person. Uh, there's there's, there's both this kind of paradox that happens. So there's also some competition. Krishna likes some competition between the... We, we like that. You know, a person likes it when they apply to a university and there's 10 universities that all want them at the same time. You know, so we like people competing uh, for us. So we should both be assured that Krishna has a place for us and at the same time, we should know that Krishna likes this sort of competition and this thing where different devotees are serving him, doing similar service at different times. So because of the first thing, that there's unlimited opportunities for service, we shouldn't hesitate to ask for the service we want to do. At the higher level, this is called Lalo Samayi. You know, if we think of prayers like Sri Mutra Manjari Pada, Radha Krishna Pranamoy, these sort of prayers are the devotees asking for very specific service. You know, I, I want to put sandalwood pulp on you, I want to massage you. Rupa Goswami gives an example in Vaikuntha also of the devotees saying, I want to fan you, fan you with a chamara. So the devotees can ask for specific service and that, that includes in this world. We can, we can say, Krishna, you know, I, I really want to write songs about you. Krishna, I really want to defeat the atheists on YouTube. You know, Krishna, I really want to uh, build a temple for you. Krishna, I want to dress you in the morning. I mean, we can ask Krishna for what service we want. We can ask to be engaged in a service that's near and dear to our heart. As Srila Prabhupada says very clearly in the Nectar Devotion, 
that we should engage in the nine processes of bhakti according to our personal taste. That some people particularly like chanting, some people particularly like hearing, some people particularly like worshiping the deity. And it's one of the injunctions that we should be serving the Lord according to our personal taste. And this is true on both the conditioned platforms and the transcendent platforms. In conditional life, some of us have the mood of a Brahmana, some of us have the mood of a Sudra, and we're going to want to serve in different ways. You know, some of us want to fix Krishna's plumbing, and some of us want to, you know, be a proofreader. <laughs> I mean, it's, that's true materially, and it's true spiritually. Some of us want to be coward boys, some of us want to be peacocks, and then we have some specific service we want to do. And Srila Prabhupada specifically says that this desire for a particular service, it's not sense gratification. It's wanting to please the Lord in the way that we're meant to please the Lord. If, if the muscles of our heart say, you know, my dear body, I want to serve you by pumping blood, we don't say, oh, that's just selfish on your part. That, the heart muscles are supposed to want to do that. that that's, that's what they're made for. That's what they're designed for. So we're each designed for something. By our own desire, not by some external force. You know, I have, on a material level, I have the particular kind of body and mind in this life that I have because of my past desires, because of my past actions and desires, and therefore the kind of work and service that I can do for Krishna in this life is a direct exhibition of my own desires. It's not like Krishna's just saying, okay, you know, I want you to be this and I want you to be this, like in some communist countries. And spiritually, it's also like that. Spiritually, we each have our own inspiration our own taste, our own desire to serve the Lord in a particular way. And here you see Prithamaraj has gone from what I don't want. We talked about that last week where Prithamaraj is saying, I, I don't want the heavenly planets. I don't want Kaivalya liberation. That's not what I want. To, well, what do you want? Well, I, I like a million years and, and I really want some personal service. He didn't literally, you know, he didn't really want ears all over his body, but like injure with eyes all over his body. But in other words, I want the capacity for unlimited hearing about you. And I also want some personal service of massaging your lotus feet. That's what I do want. So that was very specific. You know, sometimes devotees will ask, can you pray for me? And I will always respond with, what do you want? What do you want? I, I'm sure we've all been in a situation where, you know, we're with a friend or a spouse or some family member and someone says, hey, what would you like to do tonight? And we go, I don't know. What would you like to do? I don't know. What would you like to do? I don't know. What would you like to do? Because you don't end up doing anything. Right? So Krishna says, what do you want to do? What service do you want to do for me? He doesn't need like here, what need is there for the goddess of fortune? He doesn't really need any of us. You know, he can do everything for himself. So it's not that Krishna is needing us to do something. 
What Krishna wants us to do is what we're perfectly suited to do. That's, that's what he wants. That's, you could say what he needs <laughs> is for us as part of him to do what we're, what we're suited to do. And what we're suited to do is not, again, imposed upon us. It's something that's coming from within. So if we just say, my dear Lord, please engage me in your service. Please engage me in your service. Okay, that, that's good. You know, I'll, I'll take anything. I remember talking with the senior devotee many years ago about, you know, becoming a blade of grass in Vrindavan, and he said, I'll take whatever I can get. So on the one hand, you know, we're like Krishna, like Lord Brahma says, you know, I'll be grass in Vrindavan, and if I can't be grass in Vrindavan, let me be grass outside of Vrindavan, so that when the devotees go somewhere, they will step on me. Let me be anything, as long as it's associated with you. Uh, Bhaktivinoda says that, Kita Janmahoy, that I'm, I'm willing to be an insect in the house of your devotee. Uh, I, I don't know, though. I mean, in most devotees' houses, they're, they're not so welcoming of, of insects. But, you know, let me be an insect in the house of your devotee rather than a Brahma averse to you. So on one hand, the devotee's like, you know, Lord, whatever you want me to do, you want me to be a bug, a blade of grass, anything, anything, I'll take anything. But you know, what I would really like to do, I mean, what I'd really like to offer you is this. So those, those prayers are wanting to be ourselves in the Lord's service. So Prithimarsh is very clear, this is what I don't want. This is what I do want. He has a clear sankalpa. Now, then we have the other side, that not only is there unlimited room for service, and therefore we can ask for whatever service we want, even if a hundred gazillion jivas are already doing it. But there's also the fact that Krishna does go from one place to another and one devotee to another. He's also doing that in his pastimes. Um, so that one devotee is bereft while he's with another devotee. And the mood at that time is interesting that the, the mood of the devotees is, is, is sort of, again, a paradox. Like Krishna is unlimitedly with everyone, and yet sometimes he's only with one and not with the other. So in a similar way, it's stated very clearly by Krishna Das Kaviraj and by Rupa Goswami, that each of the gopis is many millions of times happier when Krishna is enjoying with another gopi than when he's enjoying with them. This is up to the level of Srimati Radharani. It says Srimati Radharani is, I believe, it's 10 million times happier when Krishna is enjoying with another gopi. And so the gopis will even arrange for Krishna to enjoy with other gopis. They'll, they'll even facilitate it. They'll arrange it. They'll... They'll say things, they'll do things for Krishna to enjoy with other gopis. But then there's this paradox that they will also complain when Krishna's enjoying with other gopis and they'll say, why aren't you with me? You cheater, you rascal, why, why are you enjoying with somebody else? You know, to the point of, why are you in Dwarka? Why don't you come back to Vrindavan? So it's not that they're just like, yeah, yeah, go enjoy with someone else. I don't care. I have no investment. So the devotee is hankering to offer their service to Krishna. 
They're asking for their service to Krishna. They want their service to Krishna. Because each devotee knows that although there may be a billion or ten billion or ten million billion, billion whatever billion jivas massaging the Lord's feet, each one is massaging the Lord's feet a little differently. Even in this world, every leaf on a plant is different from every other leaf on the same plant. And so the, the particular mix of rasa that I'm exchanging with the Lord is going to be a little different than the particular mix of rasa another jiva is exchanging with the Lord, even if we both have the foot massage service. So I'm feeling, you know, I want Krishna to enjoy with these other jivas because they're offering something to him that I can't. They have a different rasa that they're offering him. So Krishna wants to accept their service. But I also want to do my service because I'm offering something special. Even though it's insignificant, Palgu, it's insignificant. Krishna takes it as Uru. He takes it as very great. So this is both going on. I want to offer my service and I, I'm joyfully getting out of the way so someone else can serve. I'm taking great joy in seeing someone else offer their perfect service to Krishna. And again, these moods exist not only in the spiritual world, but they also exist here. Uh, I, sh I should feel joy when a devotee does something, even if it's, you know, not as good as I could have done it. And I could say, well, that's my service. I could have done it better. But, you know, maybe Krishna likes the flavor of how that devotee did it as much as he likes the flavor of how I do it. And that Krishna wants that reciprocation from the devotee. So one becomes just as happy like we see in the Dhruva Maharaj story, that not only was Saruchi punished by the Lord, but also Uttama, Dhruva's brother. You know, this mood should be, oh, I, I'm happy when my father shows love to my brother. I don't, I'm not envious. You know, materially, I, I get envious. I want the position so you don't have the position. I don't want to see you getting credit. I want to get all the credit. You know, that's materially it's like that. But spiritually, I want my parents to, I'm happy when my parents show love to my brother or sister. That spiritually it's like that. I'm, I'm happy that someone else is getting the facility, even if it means that I'm apparently not getting it. And at the same time, here spiritually I also want to offer it. So this is the, the paradox with Krishna, that he's accepting unlimited service simultaneously. And at the same time, he sometimes accepts from this devotee and not this devotee. And therefore, we as the servitors, we should be, it's part of our bhakti, to ask for the service we want to do, to relish the service that we're good at, to do what's according to our taste. And it's also part of our bhakti to facilitate other people doing their service, even if it apparently competes with ours. Even if apparently it means that Krishna leaves us to go to another devotee for their service. And the final just thing I, I want to say that I brought up in the beginning was just, it's kind of astonishing that Pritya Maharaj is dealing not with Radha Krishna or even Sita Ram, but with Lakshmi Narayan, and yet he's in this very 
jovial mood. I mean, it's not specifically stated by Prabhupada, but certainly it's a jovial mood. You're not going to be insulting the goddess of fortune. You know, that, that wouldn't be cool. So you're not, you're not saying, oh, you don't need Lakshmi. You know, even if she gets angry and leaves, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm here to massage your feet, so. <coughs> so that's just fine, you know. It's not that the devotees are going to have, have that kind of mood that, um, you know, and we, we wouldn't expect that in one sense in the awe and reverence of Lakshmi Narayan and the worship in Vaikuntha. Uh, but, but even in Vaikuntha, I mean, we are dealing with the Lord as a person. We are dealing with the Lord as a person, and generally in Vaikuntha, most of the residents are in Shantaras, just neutrality. They're not even in the mood of doing any personal service with the Lord, or they're in the mood of Dasya above. But we find the other the other Rasas are there. It's explained that uh, Devahuti goes to Vaikuntha, where she's eternally the mother of God, though in a position of reverence. It's explained that there are there is some tinge of Sakyabab or friendship even though the primary rasas are Shantan Jasya. And even, uh, I was just reading where Jiva Goswami was saying how, and Srila Prabhupada also saying this in the sixth canto, that sometimes a Jiva may take the role of the goddess of fortune. So although we can say that uh, Vishnu has, in the, in the Vaikuntas, just Sribhu, and sometimes Sribhu and Nila as his consorts, evidently Jivas can also take the role of the goddess of fortune in the spiritual world. But it's predominated with Dasya. So we see that even here with Lakshmi, her dominant mood toward the Lord, there certainly is Madhurya. It was just in Bhakti Sanarbha reading where Jiva Goswami was explaining that Lord Vishnu's relationship with Sri and Bhu is definitely that of Madhurya. At the same time, there's this dominance of, of Dasya. But because the other Rasas exist to some extent, there may be also some kind of friendly um, joking, some kind of joviality, some kind of uh, lack of, you know, absolute <laughs> uh, seriousness. So we have some time for questions and comments, additions, subtractions, chastisements. <laughs> Okay, I've unmuted everybody. I can ask you a question if, if no one else has one. But uh, Sure. I'd rather give everybody else a chance. Anyone no, else? Okay. we got time. Okay. Um, so as, as leaders in our society, we, are, we, we have the responsibility of engaging people in, in service. You know, sometimes we may run across someone who wants to do a particular type of service, but uh, they want to stir up Krishna in a particular way, but they, you know, in reality, they don't really have that propensity. Maybe some, someone wants to be a temple president, but he's not, you know, he's, he, and he really wants to do that, but he's just not a people person. He doesn't have the, doesn't have the nature, the skills to deal, or maybe someone wants to be a, a, a really wants to do kirtan, wants to be a kirtan leader, and, but, you know, they're tone deaf. <laughs> no matter how hard they try, they, they're, they just can't sing on key. Um, 
so how does that fit in with the fact you're making such a beautiful point that we should aspire to create to please Krishna in a way that we feel in our heart that we want to serve him oh thank you well part of the there's something uh, a theme I repeat often is that one of the 26 qualities of a devotee is daksha or expert so the response to be if someone wants to do a particular service is to insist that they get training in that service hmm. now it's common that we that a person will think I want to do something where it's not really their expertise it's not really their propensity their wanting to do it is coming from something else they may want to do something that's out of their nature because it, it has a high status or you know something they're they're convinced from some other reason but if they go through some training it will quickly become obvious whether it's their nature or not and generally people getting training in something that's not their nature will automatically drop out mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be some kind of training where everyone gets a certificate of achievement it should be some training where there's an assessment and people only go into the service if they've really become qualified in that service so if someone's tone deaf if they get some training in music and then the teacher says, you know, really, this is not, you know, you're not able to do this, then that's, that should be understood. As far as being a temple president, I mean, I've seen that there's a lot of different kind of leaders, and people can lead in a lot of different ways. And one second, I have a message. Hmm. Nice. Is that all right? Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's helpful. Thank you. And thank you for the class. Okay. Anybody else? Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. Who? Go ahead. Me? Yes, yeah. wherever you are. Go ahead. Okay, so uh, is the strength of the desire that Prithu Maharaj has to please the Lord with his service that um, allows him not to be afraid that he's taking the, he might be taking the service of someone as exalted as the goddess of fortune. So it's his desire is so intense, yeah. Yeah, his desire is so intense. Yes. He's, oh, he's a little afraid. Okay. He's definitely a little afraid. That's why he's saying, you know, uh, Lord Vishnu, I hope you'll take my side. <laughs> you know, and, and, and you don't need her, you know, if she gets upset. So she, he, he has some concern. He's not just cavalier about it. In the previous purport, by Dandabats, or what did he? Yes. So... In the previous purport, Prabhupada's um, saying the goddess of fortunes engaged in the service of the Lord in the rasa of Madhurya, conjugal love. He says that in the last purport. Yes. Uh, and and so you said Sri and Boo, they're not exactly Madhurya. Well, it's not the Madhurya of Raja. There's a large there's a large portion of, of Dasya that's mixed with all of the by Quinta Bhavas. Right. 
Yeah, for sure. It's yeah, that that was my point. It's not. In fact, I thought I said that it was Madhurya, but that it's Madhurya mixed with Dasya more. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Sorry if that wasn't clear. Yeah, no problem. So as king, as as a king, Maharaj Pritu, he's engaged in sacrifices for the benefit of the kingdom, but also to satisfy Vishnu. So Ramananda Roy, when he's asked, you know, to say something about the goal of life, he kicks it off with a verse about how everybody should be engaged in Varnashram Dharma. Yes. Because the system is ultimately meant to satisfy Vishnu. So Prabhupada says something interesting in this purport. Mm. So even though the karma kanda, the fruit of sacrifices, are generally meant for elevation to heaven, power, wealth, and so forth, and not for going back to Godhead, the element of satisfying Vishnu may help the performer to come to the platform of pure devotional service. Yes. If it depends, I guess, on how much you want to satisfy Vishnu and how much you want the other stuff. Is that how it yes. works? Yes. Well, also, it, with the conversation with Mahaprabhu and Ramananda Roy, the Mahaprabhu doesn't say it's wrong. He just says it's external. And right. generally, when people are doing Varnashram Dharma, they're doing it out of a material identification. I am a Brahmana, I am a Vaisha, I am a Grahastha, I am a Sannyasi, and therefore it has to do with their external identification. I am a Brahmachari, therefore I am doing this work. Whereas the devotee doing it for the Lord is thinking externally, I appear as a Brahmachari, externally I appear as a Vaisha, and therefore this is the kind of service I should offer to please the Lord. And I see it like, you know, one person has a bicycle, one person has a car, one person has a skateboard, and I look and see what kind of vehicle do I have, and I use that to go to the temple. You know, I, I use whatever, whatever vehicle I have. So it's a difference in consciousness. I mean, Krishna created Varnashram. He created these divisions of society, and they're meant to please him. Prabhupada says that we are, I think it's also in the fourth canto, where he says that we're all cells in the universal body. So we're meant to do our work to please him. But if we're identifying with that work, it becomes very external. And most people don't do their work in the world to please God. Or if they are trying to please God, they're trying to please God so they'll get to heaven. You know, they're not trying to please God to please God. It's like if I try to please you because I think you're going to do something for me. So doing Varnashram simply only to please God, that's what Krishna asked of Arjuna. He said, do the duty you would normally do in the world, but do it without thinking you're the doer, without identifying with it, without any sense of false ego, but without any lethargy. Do it with, with knowledge that you're the soul. And this is the kind of Varnashram that I see that Srila Prabhupada wants us to engage in. But our mentality as, as Krishna Bhaktas is that we're also doing the 64 Angas of Bhakti. We're not just doing Varnashram to please the Lord. We're also doing Bhakti to please Correct. And thank you for bringing up, yes, thank you for bringing up these points. They're such important points for all of us.
Anybody else have anything they'd like to bring up? Really, nobody else. Well, that's fine because I actually have to make another call that's kind of important. So I think I will get to that. And thank you very much for engaging me in some service. Shiva Prabhupada Ki Thank you very much for the class.